What's up, guys? Welcome to the AFW College Podcast. Jordan here, actually for only about a minute, because this is a very special episode of the podcast. Ben recently sat down and taped a conversation with really an AFW College Ministry legend, one Bo Proc. Bo is one of the founding fathers of the college ministry here at Antioch Fort Worth, a guy I definitely looked up to when I was a college freshman and sophomore. He was super valuable in getting the college ministry off the ground. He's an example of how much God can do in someone's life just in the little while that they are a college student. And Ben was able to ask him a number of questions about what it looks like to follow Jesus, what was most important for him in pursuing Jesus as a college student, about how he got to know the person of the Holy Spirit in college, and a ton more. Some really, really great stories from Bo as a student following Jesus. It's a great conversation. Anyway, here's what that conversation sounded like. Hope it blesses you guys as much as it blessed me. Enjoy. Well, welcome to the AFW College Podcast. We are so excited that you are joining us this morning for another great episode where our purpose and desire is for you to meet Jesus through having some encouraging content coming your way. And this morning, I'm excited to announce that we have a very special guest here with us today. This is someone who helped launch the AFW College Ministry when we first uh, got started in 2015, and he is is a legend for so many different reasons, but primarily uh, because of his passion for Jesus and his love for the Lord and the way that God has worked so powerfully in and through him. So uh, wherever you're at in your living rooms, please give it up and welcome (laughs) Bo Proc. Bo, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Great to see you. Awesome. Well, Bo, tell us just a little bit about what's going on in your life. How are you doing? You just got married recently. Some exciting things going on. I got married a little over a year ago. Um, I've been living in Dallas for two years, graduated in 2018, and uh, recently got a job in LA. So my wife and I just drove across the country. Um, we're going to be living in Redondo Beach, California, and um, yeah, starting up a job in January and really excited to be there and was really sad to leave here and uh, you know, all the people in Fort Worth and Dallas. So very excited for the next chapter. Redondo Beach, California. That doesn't sound like a too uh, too bad of a place. Not to, bad, uh, not bad. A few minute walk from the beach. It'll be great. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, we know that you were uh, made for the beach, so uh, <laughs> you're you're just going back home. Well, you know, uh, in some of these podcasts, one of the things that we want to do is just sit down with different people and just have a conversation about how Jesus has changed their lives. And, uh, you know, but one of the things that I loved about your story when you came uh, to TCU, Go Frogs, Frogs. uh, in uh, in 2015, is that uh, you really were not the same. There were some moments, there were some things that happened for you uh, just along the way in those four years that uh, were really significant. And it was evidence that when you graduated, uh, that Jesus had met you, that he had changed your heart, and that that something had happened in you. And just would love if you could unpack for us a little bit of your story, your journey uh, in college, and how Jesus changed you. Absolutely, yeah. So I think we met probably beginning of my sophomore year. So my freshman year was very different from my sophomore year. And then um, I think, yeah, there was so many amazing things that happened my sophomore year that, that, you know, trained me to love God and you helped teach me most of that. And I think what was really interesting was my freshman year, 
I, um, I was a believer, but I didn't really care about following God in terms of having to give up some of the things I wanted to do. It was like I was following God, but I was trying to get away with stuff that I really wanted to do. That, that was fun. That was fun freshman year at TCU. And, um, but I had the problem was I had so much accountability around me. Like I, I went to church. I had a lot of friends that were, that were Christians. I had, I had mentors. And so I couldn't really get away with that much because I had so many influences in my life and my parents were always checking in on me. And what really changed my life was when I went on this bike trip at the end of freshman year. And it was the first time in my life, cause I'd grown up in a Christian household with Christian friends and a lot of Christian families. And this bike trip was the first time in my life that I had um, no accountability. No one, no one there was a believer. And so I discovered what I was like without any sort of person speaking into my life and telling me, hey, this is, this is where the Lord has you. Um, this is what he's wanting for you. And it was just kind of everything that I wanted to do. And for three months on this bike trip with 20 guys across the country, I became super hard-hearted. I became all about myself. I, you know, did whatever I wanted to do. We like, we drank, we did stuff I did not want to be doing. And at the end of the three months, I realized that like the person that I had become left to my own devices was super sinful, dark, mean, angry. My parents saw me like halfway through and they were like, dude, you were, you were not fun to be around. And I think the realization that was, or for me was that I, without the Lord, without people in my life, like I'm, I'm totally sinful and totally dark, totally broken. And so I realized that I wanted to live for the Lord and I need to own my relationship with the Lord. And so starting sophomore year, I, you know, and it was, was, what was funny was me and my, my best buddy, Aiden, we sat in uh, East Hampton together, go like right before sophomore year started, and we both had a really similar summer, the the the, the summer before, and so we were both fired up. Like we're gonna love God. Like we're the ones that are responsible for our face, and um, yeah, it was an unbelievable like two three months in the beginning of sophomore year, meeting you Ben, um, starting to come to Antioch, realizing that people really love God. People really love spending time with him. You taught me to spend time with the Lord. And every morning I'd get up, spend time with the Lord, time with the Lord, worship, prayer. And my heart just became alive to what, you know, he wanted for, for me. And I felt totally forgiven from all my past sin and mistakes. And so I think the biggest component of that was feeling forgiven and not condemning myself and not shaming myself because I made a lot of bad decisions and really um, just hurt a lot of people and feeling totally free and totally forgiven from that was, I, I guess maybe like the instigator to me walking with the Lord finally and really loving him. Like I could really say that I loved God in the beginning of sophomore year. And I don't think I could really say that, you know, from the time I was 11 and got saved to 22. And there's a lot of things that played into that. I got baptized in San Diego with you um, and had, you know, some amazing people pour into my life and just fill me with purpose and, and, um, maybe a, a structure for how to love God. So that's kind of the, the short and long of that. 
Yeah, that's awesome. And just appreciate you sharing that. And, you know, one, one thing that I always loved about you, Bo, and, and still to this day is just that you were a yes man and you were just looking yes. to say yes to the next thing that Jesus was putting in front of you. And I think, you know, in scripture, it talks about let the little children come to me and talks about having childlike faith. And when I met you your sophomore year, that was the case. You you were hungry and you were desiring to meet Jesus in such a way that honestly, it wasn't anything that I did. It was just that you had a yes in your heart and you wanted to pursue him more than anything else. And just even the fact I remember your sophomore year, I invited you to go with me uh, to Tijuana on a scouting trip for our spring break mission trip. Yeah. You had plans with some other guys, I think maybe to go skiing or, or something, do, do some type yeah. of, uh, <laughs> I that. of trip. And I texted you and, um, you replied back and, and honestly, this is not a downer on you, but I, I was thinking no way, you know, <laughs> yeah, no way yeah. this, this guy that I've just met is going to jump in. And you said, yes. Yeah. And you know, there, there were a lot of different things that, that happened on that, that trip specifically. And I think we may get into that a little bit here, but, uh, I just have loved that about your life, man, that, that you've said yes to Jesus. And I think for our college students, you know, that that's encouraging to them just to know, Hey, when I, when I just say yes to the next thing that Jesus puts in front of me, that really is where revival is happening. It's through yeses to him uh, more than it is anything else. Yeah, so just, uh, uh, you know, in college, there were a lot of different things that were new to you that, that you were learning about. Uh, one of those things was was the person of the Holy Spirit. You know, we've got the Father, the Son, and, and the Holy Spirit. And yeah. um, I just remember some of our initial conversations. We would talk a lot about different attributes of God and, and of the character of God. But sometimes you would come with, with questions about the Holy Spirit. And um, the Lord really had you on a journey there. Can you just unpack for us a little bit about what you were learning about the Holy Spirit and how that was new to you and anything. Yeah, you, you know, yeah, it's a, that's a great question. I, what was funny was when we first met at Antioch that Sunday, which was like a miracle that I showed up in the first place. Um, we got we got lunch at the Blue, and I remember I didn't really care to get to know you at all. It was just tell me what the Holy Spirit's like. Tell me what He does. Tell me like I'd heard all these things about like tongues and prophecy and gifts and all this stuff and like that whole conversation was like all right what's this what's that what's this and you just answered calmly you weren't phased by my questions you weren't like you weren't um insecure if you didn't know an answer you're like i don't really know like you know something you need to go to the lord to and ask so that was like i was so fired up about you know who the holy spirit was and i thought he was the key to an exciting walk with jesus and um and so I think what was amazing about what I learned in those beginning years of sophomore year was I got put in uncomfortable situations that I had to rely on the, on the Holy Spirit to lead me and to trust that like, if things go well or they don't go well, I'm following his lead and I want to do what he's asking me to do. And so, which I was a brand new concept for me in the first place. And I remember... We were in Tijuana on that scouting trip. That was, I think, fall break, freshman or sophomore year. And we were about to go walk into like um, kind of a market with a bunch of people selling stuff on the streets. And we were just going to go pray for people, which was super uncomfortable to me. And you said, we're going to be led by the Holy Spirit. We're going to be led by the Holy Spirit. And I had no idea what that meant. 
and we sat in the car before we got out and you're like let's wait on the lord which also was a brand new concept and said let's wait on the lord let's sit for 30 seconds and if and if if the holy spirit brings anything to mind we're going to take that as god you know wanting us to meet that specific person or you know see that thing or be praying for that item and we sat in the car and like my mind was just kind of going with random stuff and the one thing that kept popping up in my mind was this like little picture of this little girl in a uh, pink outfit with a pink umbrella which to me you know and i think most people on you know who are listening to this can relate like you don't think anything of it you think there's no way that's god like my my mind just goes and thinks of stuff randomly and so at the end of the 30 seconds i shared well i like had this vision of this pink whatever and you were like let's go that's awesome like we're gonna go find her you know and i'm like all right like doubtfully you know doubt you know did not think we were going to and you know we so we turned the corner onto this market and the first person i see is this little girl with a pink umbrella and a pink outfit in this hut and like something about that moment um just like i stopped there and i thought no way like this is exactly the person who i saw in my mind and like immediately i learned so much about what the holy spirit is doing in my um, in my life and how he moves and how he wants to move and how he wants to be engaged with very little things and he wants me to meet people. I think that's one of the amazing things about life alongside the Holy Spirit is your eyes really get taken off of yourself quickly when you're asking him to show you things because he's never showing you, you know, what you need, what you, you know, he's always showing you about other people and what's going to free people. And um, so that that moment and realizing that god wanted to speak to me um in such a random way and and we ended up like i think praying for her uncle and he was blessed by it but there wasn't some you know miraculous testimony that came of it but what he did in my heart that moment really set me up for believing that life with god really is exciting because if i can go walk down the street at on you know on campus and he can be peppering me with people to pray for things i might find or whatever it was like, you never know what you're going to find with the Holy Spirit. I think, you know, Marley, who I led life group with, she taught me that as well, too, because she was always walking into life group pre-meets and like, you know, she was driving down the road and God, you know, told her to go into a dry cleaning and she would go stop by. And it's just an exciting, there's an excitement and an unknown following God. And I love taking risks and I love, um, you know, being led by the Spirit, but it's, um, but it takes a lot of intentionality. And when he starts speaking, it's like, it's just really fun. I love that story. Um, that's so powerful. And uh, also, I appreciate you now revealing to me that you didn't want to get to know <laughs> yeah. me at all. You just wanted to know about uh, the person of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, yeah. But uh, th- that's okay. I mean, the, we got know, to know each other. Yeah, we got to know each other. Uh, <laughs> and here we are uh, today. But uh, yeah, and you know, I love that too, Bo, because I think that uh, can help our listeners just to understand that, uh, you know, faith is spelled R-I-S-K. Yeah. Risk, totally. right? And when we when we put ourselves out there in situations that might feel a little bit uncomfortable, uh, it's actually in the unknown that God can meet us the most because we're not dependent on ourselves. Mm-hmm. We're dependent on Him. 
And that's what I love about that story is I think it helps to just paint a picture of how we can all live lives walking closely with the Holy Spirit and that there's moments that God wants to use us. And sometimes it's just pausing. Like you said, we, yeah. we took a moment and we just said, okay, Lord, what what are you saying about this situation that we're about to go into? Uh, and being still and knowing yep. that he's Lord. And in that place, there's an invitation for us to, to meet Jesus in, in a powerful way. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, so, uh, you know, just looking back, um, I, uh, I <laughs> you, your freshman year, were not the same person uh, that you were when you graduated. And, um, <laughs> you know, just uh, to our listeners here, as they're thinking about, you know, we've got freshmen and sophomores and, and juniors and seniors. Uh, looking back to the beginning of your college experience, what, what would have been that one piece of advice uh, that you would offer uh, either to yourself or, uh, you know, to, to those who are listening? Yeah, that's, that's a really good question. I think it's probably something that everyone who's listening to this is, has heard and something that you time and time again bring up and something that people at life group leader meetings or life groups are going to constantly hear, and it's you got to get time with, you got to get time with God. And I grew up getting time with God, but I grew up getting time with God of like reading the Bible for 20 minutes. So my mom would go let me do what I wanted to do, but I couldn't go do that until I got my time with God. So I think when you taught me and when the people here taught me that time with God is prayer and it's worship and it's time in the scripture, as opposed to just reading the Bible, that those three elements made my time with God so exciting and so amazing that I would I'd be really filled up for the day and then I would skip a day or skip two days and then I would feel not filled up and it was like it was like car and a ga or gas in a car like you just you need it and it's going to deplete and you need it again and you need it again and you need it again and so I you know my piece of advice is you got to get time with God and it doesn't have to look the same and for me like if I'm doing two things too regimented every day I get uh, you know, I want to break the cycle some way, so I don't need to have time with God at 6 a.m. perfectly for 45 minutes every morning in the same structure. But I need to get time with God where I'm alone with Him. I'm, you know, I'm speaking to Him. He's speaking to me. I'm worshiping. I'm getting some scripture um, in, and that is going to that is going to set people up for so much success and so much selflessness and humility. And I don't think anything can do can do what time with God can do. No amount of discipline or mentorship or anything can really be as powerful as you owning owning your relationship with the Lord and saying, God, you're the one who fills me up and I'm not going to be a loving, humble, selfless person unless you are the one who, um, who I'm getting moments with throughout the day. So, yeah. I love that. Yeah. And, that's and actually, I'll say one more thing. Sorry to interrupt. One more thing that I think, and, and the reason I want to bring this up is because when someone told it to me, it was like totally freed me because I had these certain sitting struggles that I'm like, man, I got to fight that. And it comes back and I got, oh, I got to fight that harder. And I got to be more disciplined and more disciplined. And what one person told me was you got to be able to fight those other passions, those sin passions with a passion for the Lord. So you got to fight passion with passion. And 
that changed my mindset. Like, okay, now if I get two hours with the Lord, I'm going to be more passionate about him and I'm going to be able to fight that thing harder and more easily as opposed to me just being disciplined, being held accountable and trying to just will myself into freedom. So anyway. That's really good. That's well said. Yeah, I've heard it said before too. You become what you behold, right? And those were days for you where you were learning to behold Jesus more than anything else and specifically in fighting sin. You know, it's amazing when, when our heart is filled with Jesus and when we have what we need, it's almost like the other thing doesn't taste as good. It, it, it just doesn't satisfy like, like the time with, with the Lord does. And, you know, it says in scripture, taste and see that the Lord is good. And I think that's, I love your, you sharing that and unpacking that for us because, you know, there's an invitation for, for all of us to step in and not just read the Bible or not just pray, but actually taste and see that he's good. Because mm-hmm. when, when I taste and see him, there's nothing else that I really want or, or actually need. And fighting sin, fighting temptation, fighting distraction, when those things come at us, it's amazing. When, when our heart's filled, we can just be at rest mm-hmm. and uh, knowing that he's got us and that he's holding us. Well, uh, you know, Bo, I remember when you graduated, one of the things that I came to you, I, I said, hey, do you want to stay around uh, the, the church for a little while? Uh, just because, man, just doing life with you and doing friendship with you was just so much fun. And kind of selfishly, I think I just wanted to have you around oh, for, nice. uh, for another year. And uh, you kind of looked at me and, you know, you said, I'll pray about it. Uh, and, you know, you came back and you said, hey, Ben, I, I really feel like the Lord's calling me into business. And yeah. uh, when you said that, you know, there was there was a peace in that moment. And I was just like, you know, this is this is from God. You know, this is the Lord. It, it's time for uh, Bo to fly. Uh, <laughs> it's time for you to time for you to go uh, go and do what you feel like the Lord's leading you into. And you know, for the majority of our listeners, they're not going to be church planning in Timbuktu. Uh, <laughs> though, uh, shameless shout out to the nations. You know, if you want to go, Amen. We've got a pathway for that. Uh, but they're probably going to be going into a specific career that God's called them into. And uh, all the different majors that we have at TCU and other universities, uh, can you just maybe help those of us who are like, man, I just feel like God's calling me into blank field, and just maybe encourage them that it's okay. Uh, And then what you've learned uh, just even the past year or two here as you've been in in business and loving Jesus at the same time. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I love love being in business. I love working. Um, I really felt like God wanted me to work. I'm curious if I, you know, end up in some sort of ministry position like later on in life. But I love, yeah, I love working. I'm in real estate right now. And, um, I think the business world and for most people who are probably not going to go work for a church or work in some sort of, you know, ministry role or nonprofit, um, role, it's, it feels maybe a little less than to, you know, in a ministry, you're going to, you're going to go spend eight hours a day loving God, loving people. Um, and in work, you're going to go spend eight hours a day in spreadsheets and PowerPoint and doing things for your boss that have nothing to do with what the Lord is, you know, you put on your heart or whatever. But, um, I think, I think there's so much purpose in work and there's so much value in, um, God's people working hard. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of, um, there's obviously a ton of purpose, but there's 
freedom there's energy there's like i think god has really created it for um for good and that's a rabbit hole we could talk about another time but um for for me i think the 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 nugget i would share is like i tend to see people that are older than me and especially in work cultures if you go work for microsoft and you, your boss is 28 34 40 or whatever you see them as they have it all together they're super successful they're great in their job and it it becomes very intimidating to have any sort of influence over them because that you're like they're your boss you have to submit to them you got to be doing stuff for them you want them to be impressed by your work ethic your work product all the stuff and when i start seeing people who are older than me and have authority over me in my my workplace as people that god loves but that they don't know god and that that they're vulnerable and they're they're tender-hearted and the Lord wants to reveal something to them, even though in one aspect of their life, their work life, they seem to have it all together. Understanding that and like, honestly, speaking that over myself, like they don't have it all together. They need the Lord. They, um, they can be touched by God. They could go break down and cry, you know, if they get a word from the Lord, even though that's so not how you view them. That's a really big um, piece and something that I'm really excited about the next group that I'm going to work for is, People are all people that God created. They're they're um, they're loved by God, and He wants to speak to them, even though you're in an office and not in a church or you know in a you know a small group or whatever. And I think you know even with my past couple of years at this company, like I have a lot of regrets that I wish I wish I'd taken more risk. I wish I had um, stepped out a little more. I wish I'd been bolder with my bosses. And there were times that were awesome, but there were times where I'm like, man, I, I, I think I, um, cradled and got scared of like, I don't want to be fired. I don't want to risk them, you know, not liking me cause I'm with them, you know, 40 hours a week for day after day after day. Um, and so I, I think I'm, I think it's a process of learning cause it's much more difficult to take risks in an environment that doesn't necessarily reward risks or your, leaders or your mentors or whatever aren't going to give you a high five for going and, you know, sharing the gospel or asking them to, you know, ask them personal questions even. Um, so that is maybe the, the few things I'd say about that. Yeah, that's awesome. I think the piece about seeing other people in God's image is yeah. is really helpful because when you're walking into a job, it, it can be hard to do that sometimes, especially in all of the things that you're navigating, working with your colleagues and being able to go, you know, this this is a child of God. This is somebody who's created in the image of God and I'm gonna I'm gonna choose to see them in that way. Like God, mm-hmm. give me the lens, give me the eyes to see them like you do, and then give me the heart, right? Give yep. me the Give me the compassion for them as well, uh, even if they just, you know, went behind your back on a deal or something. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. know, it's uh, it's it's a new experience. And it's especially to... hard because you're, especially people walking into their first jobs. It's all about you, right? You don't you don't want to be fired. You you're constantly trying to prove yourself, and so your eyes slowly start to shift to like, all right, how am I going to behave today? How am I going to perform? And then that you know, obviously, that is not a spiral you want to go down so it's it takes an extra effort to get your eyes off yourself and on the people that you're showing up to work for each day so 
Maybe spending time with Jesus. Maybe spending uh, time with can, Jesus. Can <laughs> get up a little bit of that, right. which even when you have a job is different. I mean, mm-hmm. it, maybe it's 15 minutes on the way to work yep. and 15 minutes on the way back or uh, whenever you can get it, right? Yep. It's it's not the two hours in the morning. <laughs> that, uh, that, <laughs> Unless you're willing to wake up at four, it's not the two hours in the morning. There you go. There you go. Well, uh, Bo, you know, we, we can't wrap up this uh, session without just a, a, a few funny moments here. I mean, there there's uh, a lot to tell. Uh, there are stories that have gone down kind of in our college ministry folklore, which I'm not even sure many of our, <laughs> our listeners here really know about at this point. Uh, you know, so, I, you know, I'd love for you to just uh, unpack for us, uh, you know, if there if there's a funny moment you've got on your mind that you'd like to share, I'd love to hear that. Uh, I've got an idea. Yeah, one, I know you do. I know you do. <laughs> I, uh, just, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll defer to you if there's yeah. a, a story. Um, well, one of the things about you, Ben, is there's a few things I learned about you in the beginning of sophomore year when we first getting to know each other that I didn't know. And I guess I'll I'll get to that in a sec, but we me and my buddy, before you invited me on our sophomore year trip, we decided that we would um try to sell some things that, that we owned to get some money. And we just wanted to make a make a few bucks. We had a day to kill before we left on this. I left on this trip with you. So anyway, we sold a couch for three hundred bucks, and we took that money, and we drove up to Windstar, <laughs> and we gambled it, and we made like I don't know eight hundred bucks, nine hundred bucks, or whatever, and we put it to towards the college Tijuana mission trip fund, which we were so proud of. Me and Aiden were like we are amazing like we just funded four people's trips to the tijuana and so we get on the on the bus with you or the plane or whatever and i just can't wait to tell you like dude we we just funded four people's trips to and when we told you that we took it to winstar the look on your face told me everything i needed to know that you hated gambling with a passion and that we should never never do that again and so you know we we definitely went to Windstar less. We probably didn't tell you when we went in the next couple of years, but um, yeah, I learned that gambling isn't necessarily a godly thing. <laughs> and you, who have been living purely for a long time, were able to teach me that. So, wow, that uh, I just appreciate your vulnerability <laughs> and and willing to uh, to share that with our listeners here. Yeah, and. You know, I, I still remember you and Aiden walking into the apartment that I had there off Sandage, oh, yeah. and uh, you guys just floored. I mean, you were just <laughs> high as a kite. I mean, you're so excited. Yeah. And, you know, I, the previous week we had talked about, you know, different ways to do fundraising <laughs> yeah. and how, you know, how God always provides. And you guys sat down on the, on, on that couch, and first thing you said, you said, God has provided. <laughs> and I said, Oh my goodness, praise the Lord. You know, I really thought you were supposed to go on this trip, this mission trip. And uh, I said, how did it happen? And you guys said, oh, we 
we were down at Windstar this past weekend and my jaw just, yeah, you know, just not dropped. Like I, I was like, oh my goodness. But I figured, you know, in a couple more years, we'd work through the gambling thing, you know, and it, and it would all, it all work out in the bit. end a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was, uh, that was a great, great moment. And uh, your, your life got changed. Yes. So God did yes. provide yes. Uh, through right. putting uh, 300 on black or whatever it was uh, up at uh, across the Red River. Uh, so, well, that's great. Uh, Bo, I just uh, really appreciate you, you taking the time here to share with us a little bit just of how Jesus has, yeah. has changed your life. And man, I, again, just want to commend you, commend you for being a man of God, commend you for being a man who loves your wife. And, um, you know, Brooke is amazing too. And, and mm-hmm. you guys are just going to, you're going to change the world uh, together. You really are uh, better together and the, the best is yet to come for you guys. And right. we're going to miss you, uh, yeah. being out in, uh, in California and look forward to uh, seeing you when, when you're in town, but, uh, we'd love you. Anything you want to say as we, as no, we no, I just want to thank you for awesome. Uh, I mean, I think my college years were like my three years in college. I will always look back on and say like, that is when God met me. That is when my life changed. And when I'm 80 years old, that'll be, those will be the, the years that set me up for life of loving God and learning to live with him and abide in him. So, yeah, I, I, and I love you guys, too. I'm going to miss you guys a ton. It's going to be really fun to come back and visit and see where people are and see where, you know, where the Lord's taking different people. So it's awesome. Yeah. As we wrap up, would you mind just praying over yeah. uh, the students who are listening? Yeah, no problem. Um, Lord, we just thank you for um, just an awesome group of people, awesome ministry. Um and an amazing um, set of years in college that you've given these students to to walk with you and you've given them time to spend with you and you've given them leaders around them to train them up in righteousness, train them in purity, um, hold them accountable, invite them to do things that are risky or exciting or um, unknown and new. And I pray that each one of the people that are listening to this right now would would have a heart that would want to love you that we're the number one commandment is love the lord your god with all your heart all your soul all your mind all your strength um and that these students would be marked by individuals who if left to their own devices would choose to love you choose to spend time with you and and love love being with you and um yeah we just pray that they would be people that love you um so yeah would you bless would you bless everyone Who's listening when you bless the 2021 um, semester, spring semester, and that um, yeah, your light would shine and your spirit would lead us. And in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, that wraps up this session of the AFW College Podcast. Thanks so much, Bill.